Welcome to All Access Network Podcast. So excited that you decided to join us. You will absolutely love and you're in for a treat for today's guest. Uh, we are on a mission to positively impact the world through sports and culture. We're a multimedia network, we're a YouTube channel, uh, a podcast, and we also have live shows. Uh, if you haven't followed us on YouTube, you can find us at uh, All Access Network. If you haven't followed us on Twitter, you can find us at All Access underscore net, uh, where we also do some of our live shows, uh, along with Facebook at All Access Network. But so excited to have you with us today. Uh, we love for people to be able to write their story, uh, leave their mark, and create their legacy. We're on a mission. We appreciate you joining us. And again, please share, like, and subscribe uh, whenever you get a chance. And stay on this journey with us. It's going to be an awesome ride. I want to take time to acknowledge one of our partners, Rising Coaches. Every coach wants to rise in their career in one way or another. We're all looking for professional development, access to tools, and relationships that can help us grow and help us advance in our career. Rising Coaches provides just that. You can visit Rising Coaches at www.risingcoaches.com. Their memberships are just $10 a month and provides a genuine community to help you grow and advance in your career. College Hoops, coast to coast. We're back at it again. Uh, we have a special guest from Tennessee today, uh, Coach Rod Clark. New to Tennessee in the building. We want to introduce him, bring him in the studio, and talk about uh, this awesome squad they have this year. Rod C., what up, man? Brian Burton, what's going on, man? It's okay. always good to see you, bro. Yes, it's a pleasure. We got Kevin Sweeney in the building, too, Sports Illustrated representing Let's talk about the Vols, man. Let's just get straight into it. Uh, I'll let Kevin lead the way. Uh, first of all, I'll just say that I'll lead the way. I take that back, Kevin. Um, what's the biggest first impression of working for a guy like Rick Barnes? Obviously, we've all seen his success at Texas. And when he left Texas, that he wasn't very appreciated, probably. Let's be honest. Well, and I think he was more appreciated the more he was gone. And obviously, he's done an unbelievable job at a place, Tennessee, that was not necessarily known for basketball on the men's side, on the women's side, yes, but on the men's side. Yeah. And he's right. brought it to um, from recruiting classes, being top five, being number one in the nation, to producing NBA players. Talk about Rick Barnes as we get started uh, before we get into the rest of the team. Man, um, so Rick, Rick, Rick Barnes, man, co coaches – He's one of a kind, man. He's he's probably one of the most special people I've ever been around from for the simple fact of, you know, he's extremely competitive. Um, but he's also probably one of the funniest, goofiest people you ever meet in your life. Uh, <laughs> it, it threw me off so much, like, coming to meet him. Because, you know, I grew up in Big 12 countries. So, you know, I grew up watching Rick Barnes' teams and, and watching Texas and, um, you know, watching the battles and watching how intense he was on the sidelines. So you go from watching that to, you know, when I came down for my interview, you know, I met him for the first time. And the first thing he's doing is like ragging on my suit I wore. And he's just like cracking jokes the whole time. And I, I kid you not, when I first came down here to meet him, we didn't talk about basketball not one time. Um, it was like, 
just a regular old guy. Like, uh, you bring anybody around him, he's going to speak to him. He's going to joke with him. And he cracks on people all day long at the office. Like, he's an easy going dude. But, like, when you step in between those four lines, he's business. Like, he's dead serious. He gets on guys, never takes it personal, never holds a grudge, but he'll get on you, he'll get on you. And he'll be crushing some dude. And he'll walk over to me and wink at me and be like, see, I'm riling him up right now. I'm like, why do you do that? You're not mad. <laughs> it's, just, it's just him, man. He's special. He's special. But he makes people feel so loved and appreciated. And and the reason his culture is how it is, because he's a tremendous leader. He's one of the best that I've ever been around. Um, and his leadership and his energy and his love for basketball is infectious. He's a true savant, man. So it, it's special working for him every day, honestly. And, and kind of off of that, you know, two of Rick's assistants got – Head coach in Jazz's offseason, Kim English and Des Oliver, two, you know, two tremendous guys who are deserving of those opportunities. For you right. as, as a rising coach in this profession, what have you been able to learn, even in the short time you've been with him, about running a program uh, from a guy like him? And how has he empowered you to kind of to build those skills? Because that was something I talked to Kim about over the summer. Yeah, you know, coach is one of them guys, man, like he'll, he'll bait you into learning. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I'll uh, – He'll, he'll come up to me and be like, what you think? And I'm like, man, such and such got to do this, and we got to get this better. He, well, go tell him. You should go tell him right now. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I go and I speak to him. So he's a, he's big on, you know, I asked him uh, one time we, we were on the plane together, and it was just me and him, and I was just throwing some questions at him about fatherhood and about coaching. And, you know, as far as coaching, I asked him, you know, I was like, man, what is the thing that you learned the most from being a head coach over the years? And he's like, man, you got to learn how to delegate. Like, you can't do everything on your own. You got to hire a great staff and you got to trust guys to be able to pick up the slack where you have your flaws and you, you need guys to be able to, to you got to be able to hand things off to guys and have them do it. And you got to have multiple voices like you can't just have mine. Like, that's not helping you guys develop it. And so, you know, he, he's. You know, he's been a college coach for 45 years. He's been a head coach 35 years. He's learned to be a tremendous leader. And, you know, he admits that early in his years, he wasn't always the greatest, but he's grown throughout the years. And all he does is pour that on us every day. So, you know, my admiration for him, you know, obviously Dez Oliver having a head job, Kim English, you know, guys like Rodney Terry, uh, you know, uh, Chris Ogden, um, mm -hmm. Rob Lanier, like, man, coaches co had plenty of guys move on. Frank Hayes, he's had plenty of guys move on and get head jobs that, you know, all I'm sure can can call a lot of that development, you know, from him. Uh, and so I'm just happy that, you know, I'm able to work for him at 28 years old, uh, right. which for me, that's a treat, man. I, I, I'm blessed and I'm lucky to even have him. So I try to pull as many things from him as I can on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious what it's like now that you're at that level uh -huh. and you've coached guys uh, on the grassroots circuit uh, with Mocan, or excuse me, yeah, with Mocan, with Sunrise, with uh, Texas, excuse me, uh, EYBL, don't tell me, don't tell me, don't tell me, pro skills, excuse me. Yeah. It, took, it took a second. Um, and then you had your own, you know, development time that you put in with guys in the city uh, of Dallas when you were there. So you have a Tyrese Maxey who's having success. You have a Drew Timmy who didn't have a mustache when you worked with him. Nah, I would have told him to cut that. He dude. has it now. Uh, <laughs> I hate that stash. I tell him all the time. Yeah, you have the Isaac Likely's at Oklahoma State. You have some guys that you're able to work with personally 
now you're at the high major level. What is it like um, being able to see those guys have their success, knowing you may compete against those guys? Is the trash talk even more now? Um, and then, and then, what is it like now for you recruiting, knowing that you had experience with those guys? Does that help you? Yeah, no, it does, man. It's, it's special because you know I remember telling them when they were in high school, like, man, you know, I'm going to I'm going to coaching college when y'all go to coach or when y'all go play in college. Like I'm going to 2019. They're like, man, Cole, you're not gonna leave. You're not trying. I'm like, yes, I am, bro. Like I'm going where y'all go. <laughs> and before it was, you know, it, I honestly it was a pipe dream. It was something that I wanted, but I didn't know, you know, how things would transpire. But you know, it, it happened exactly like I said. And I'm at, you know, Illinois, Chicago, and now to be at this level, it's like when I, you know, I got here, like, you know, Maxi Reese is calling me like. Bro, you you at Tennessee, man. I wish you was there when I was in school. And I'm like, me too, because you probably would have been wearing orange. You know what I mean? Um, you know, like Drew, like I got here, he's oh big time, man. You were right. I, all that time, I thought you was just buzzing. I'm like, nah, bro. Like, come on, but but I wish I wish we were playing against Gonzaga this year, just for the simple fact. Just it's a special moment because I spent so much time with them guys uh, growing up and just kind of helping them in their evolution. And, and while I say I spent time with them growing up in their evolution, they spent a lot of time with me growing up in my evolution as a man and as a coach. So it's special being on this level now and seeing those guys and, and just being able to kind of be on the same level with them and, and watching them on a nightly basis. It's different when you're in it, obviously, at this level. But um, like I said, man, I'm just, I'm just appreciative. I, I love it, honestly. So last thing on, on this topic, when you play against – Gonzaga in a tournament, let's say. Okay, what is the scout report for True Timmy? What are you going to do with him? I mean, you're supposed oh, it's to. it's easy. You you don't I let mean, him. I've never heard anybody say it's easy though. Just for the record. No, no, it's not easy to guard him. It's easy to tell the scout though. Okay, guys. Gotcha. <laughs> you know when I was with Mocan, we played Drive Nation at Peace Jam, and, and it was obviously my scout. And I'm telling guys how to guard him. They ain't listening to me. And I think he ran off like 12 straight and he looking over at me and yapping. And I, I've coached against Drew and I've coached against Reese and, and Chris Harris um, when we were, you know, grassroots of high school. And like right. they always like just tore me up like they did every time. Uh, and they used to do it on purpose. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, it's cool. I won the game. So it's not true. But with Drew, you don't let him feel you. Cause if he feels your body, it's over with. Like he's he's one of the best I've seen. Just leaning on you and literally just spinning off you, turning. Right. Don't fall for him, old man. Shot face he has because he has a <laughs> million of them. Um, and don't let him lean on you, man. Like again, don't let him lay his body on you because it's a setup. He'll just be lazy, lean on you, and then he catches and he just abuses you. Like that's him. You got to use your feet, be quick, and you know I love him to death. I talked to him about. You know, an hour and a half before the national championship game. Uh, at the end of the championship game, I told him, hey, man, you, you better get easy on them switches. Because we run a ball screen, we get a switch. You better pull that thing out and go at his feet. Because, you know, Billy Ho, we got to get quick with those feet, man. Pull the Jokic in the ball screen. So, um that's that's Moscow to him, but I love it. I love it. I know Kevin wants to ask a little bit about the team you got now, so I'll let him jump in on that for sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I think one of the you know one of the things that is obvious with this group is you kind of got this mix of 
old guys who've been in Tennessee forever, like a Fulkerson. You've got these elite freshmen like Kennedy Chandler. You got transfers, right? It's it is truly the modern college basketball roster. It is a mix of every kind of bucket of guy you would try to build a, build a team with. So from a kind of culture and chemistry building standpoint, what have been the things you guys have had to work on to fit all of those parts together? Because they are coming from all different backgrounds and of all different, you know, you know, goals and aspirations, right? Like Kenny Chandler, it can be a, a one and done. And like Fulkerson is trying to be a, you know, a legend at Tennessee for all he's done. Like how do you piece all of that together? You know, honestly, I think that this this is probably the best group of older guys that I've been around and seen. Um, you know, my, my first year at Illinois Chicago, we had an older group. Um, but these these this this group I've been around, man, that their leadership has been impeccable, man. It's been really good. Uh I think that John Fulkerson, VJ Bailey, Josiah James, um, you know, Big Uros, uh, Santiago Vascovi, like they've been great with their leadership. Um Everything's been so intentional, and, and they've 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 embraced these freshmen that we have, um, and it's been huge for their development as well. It's been it's been great. We returned five of our top eight scores, um, and then like you said, we bring in a really good freshman class. And the one thing that I will say about Kennedy and Brandon Huntley, you know, those are the five star guys. They've been more coachable than anybody I could imagine, man. Like. You know, I think that they both came in with a small ego just because, you know, you, you get all the high school accolades and it feels good, man. They were never cocky or arrogant, but they they came in with the, you know, man, I'm a freshman and, and, and you know, I'm, you know, peeking in on draft boards. I'm going to be done. And then, you know, every freshman, they come into college and they get popped in the face and they realize that college basketball is one of the hardest things you'll ever do in your life. And the the great thing is that like the John Ferguson and the Josiah James have kind of been pushing them guys along and helping them learn the game and helping them learn how to be a championship team. You know, John Ferguson has played on two number one teams in the country. Uh, so he's seen a lot. You know, he has a lot of SEC basketball games under his belt. You know, VJ Bailey's 23 years old, he's a 50-year senior. He's played in the NCAA tournament with Oregon and, you know, with Tennessee. He's seen a lot of basketball, you know. Um, so we, we've got a great group, like you said, as far as a mix and I think that their leadership from them older guys has been bigger than anything for us. Love it. Love it. Uh, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time. We want we always like to ask this question of something funny. And we'll let you say something fun if you have to, but a story behind the scenes where you, we know you're a new father. You may have one of those where you're changing a diaper and then all of a sudden it was like, what happened? Yeah. Uh, congratulations on your new baby. Thank uh, you. Thank months you. Old. So they may be in that lane. We tried that earlier, and that went successfully in a sense. And then uh, we've had stories about leaving pants the, with a suit, and then <laughs> you had to bring the pants, and then the team can see you. And so we've yeah. had stories on here. So no pressure, just saying. Um, like, so my, my crazy baby stories, basically. Anything you can tell, anything coaching stories behind the scenes practice. A player did this, and our coach did this. Coach was clowning on the kid, whatever you got. Yeah, give me uh, mustache stories. I mean, anything you got, really. You don't uh, have any mustache, I don't think, do you? I got, I got no, he didn't have a stash, man. I'm telling you, I want to like shave it off while you sleep. Uh, <laughs> let's see, man. Listen, I got some good stories since I've been here, man. Uh, well, well, my baby, man, like. 
I know it was one day, uh, obviously, I'm such a, a new rookie in fatherhood. You know, I was getting ready for, for work one day. And, or no, no, I was getting ready to go out. I was going out, me and my wife were going somewhere. And, you know, I'm doing what I got to do for my, my daughter. All, I'm burping her and, you know, I got her on my shoulder and rocking her. And she's in this just this feisty mood. I'm like, damn, what's wrong with you? So then all of a sudden she burps and she's feeling good. I'm like, man, all right, cool. Like, we're good. So we go out and, you know, we walk around. My wife's like, I don't know that. And I'm like, what you talking about? It's like this big white spot on your back. And I turn to look in the mirror, man, and she had the biggest spit up spot on my back. <laughs> and I felt just like, I thought everything was good. And I think I put it on Twitter. I put it on Twitter like a week later. And, uh, you know, I had like four dads like hit me like, man, Ricky, you're state. You're not supposed to burp her in your nice shirt, man. You got to put on an ugly one for that, man. And I'm like, man, I appreciate it because I really like that shirt too, man. She just spit all up on it. And I I felt foolish because I'm like, man, you can imagine how many people walking around looking like, what the hell is on his back? Oh. but that's that's my one from her. She definitely taught me a good lesson for that. If anybody else spit up on my back, I think I'd have a huge issue because it was, like, <laughs> it was my little girl, so she could do whatever she wants. I guess she definitely gets a pass. She definitely gets a pass. Yeah, yeah, she gets a golden pass. She gets a golden pass. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get the burp rag over the shoulder. I had to learn that the hard way. I kept trying to just do it like ah. Oh, yeah, fine. you know, I try to freestyle. Like, ah, she good. She's not gonna spit up on me. Yeah, okay, that's that's right. Babies teach you. Uh, babies teach you, Kevin. There's a new. There's no shortcut. They teach you that more than anything. Like if you try to shortcut some, they're gonna expose you. Oh, thousand percent. Like, hey, really, they're like a really good offensive team where you don't show defensive discipline. They'll expose you. They talk. Yeah, like if you don't if you don't cover uh, uh OBs on the baseline before a game, like uh, it's over with, man. It's over. <laughs> she, she's good at that. I, you know, I I give y'all this for like. And this is just fresh. My 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 best Rick Barnes story he told me is uh I got two of them that are really good. They're they really good. Um, yeah, I give y'all one for today, and then I give I gotta give y'all these two because these these are gold. Um the one from today, like this is him, man. He he walks in, you know, all of us are in the gym, he's down working out some guys, and he walks up to one of our managers. He tell he says, Scotty, come here. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you walk up the shaft, our video coordinator. If you walk up the shaft with your open hand and you just slap him as hard as you can right now, I'll give you a hundred dollars. And I'm like, come. <laughs> and our manager's looking like hundred bucks right now. He's like, I'll give you a hundred bucks. So he goes up, he like slaps him like love taps. Him. He's like, no, no, no. I'm talking about like you got a real back in the palm of your hand, like <laughs> slapping <him across. laughs> And our manager's like. No, because I can't do that. I can't do that. He's like, come on, 100 bucks, 100 bucks. All right, 500. I'm like, man, come on, man. Like, and you know, I mean, he turned it so red. Like, I don't know if I can slap this dude. He's so <laughs> I had to grab him, like, hey, man, don't listen to that, bro. Like, relax. Like, don't do that. It's okay. And he comes with me. All right, well, I, I'll give you 100. And I'm like, look, coach, no offense. Man, you gotta up the price, bro. I'm not a sunrise anymore. Like hundred dollars, <laughs> six boxes of baby formula or something. Man, I'm not slapping nobody for hundred dollars. Like that's not enough. I'm sorry. 
so so the next one you gotta save for next time we want to hear it next time okay i got you i got you <laughs> that, way, that way we know we get we get the people something to look forward to hey listen they're they're gold bro they're gold i'll <laughs> well, always remember them don't worry great greatly appreciate you coming on man taking the time gonna be another great year in uh knoxville and i know uh sure. yeah it's gonna be a great one and uh yeah looking forward to hearing more of the rick Barnes stories and the and the fatherhood stories but in the meantime go win you a few ball games man yes sir i got you man i appreciate you guys yeah, thanks rod all right man thank y'all have a good one thank you for joining us and welcome to the all access network be sure to follow share and stay connected with us on twitter facebook and instagram subscribe and hit that notification bell on our youtube channel and don't forget to write your story, leave your mark, and create your legacy.